Discerning Hearts presents In Search of the Still Point with Dr. Regis Martin. In Episode 17, Dr. Martin reflects on baptizing babies. On a scale of 1 to 7, baptism stands pretty high in the saddle. For me, that is. Which is a bit odd, having no recollection of my own. Only that it happened, and by all accounts I behaved rather badly. But don't most babies? Mewling and puking in their nurse's arms, is how Shakespeare puts it. Of course, some babies perform better than others, and of these I can still vividly recall one in particular, the circumstances of whose baptism were so strikingly different that it may be worth commenting upon. It happened in Rome some years ago at a Mass to which I'd been invited, along with a small group of friends, to witness the baptism of a child whose parents we knew. The plan had been for the Pope to do the baptism, but owing to some scheduling snafu, the Holy Father failed to show up, and so the couple were forced to find an ordinary priest to perform the rite. Who did something fairly dramatic, however, that more than made up for the Pope's absence. He was an Irish priest, and it was the custom of his country, he said, to invite everyone in the church to come forward as soon as he's baptized the child, and thus to genuflect before him. We'd never heard of such a thing, but its impact was immediate, profound, and, as it turns out, unforgettable. And so the moment the little baby had been immersed in the life of God, the child's ticket to paradise stamped, as it were, we all moved to the front of the church, and there we genuflected, the child's whole being having become a living temple of the Holy Spirit. The child, the priest assured us, is at this moment totally transparent to God shining with a light brighter than the sun and all the stars. How long did that last, I wonder? Probably a half hour or so, before evidence of the old Adam kicked in, leaving, however, an ineffaceable sign that however wayward the child's journey, the itinerary included heaven, which was the home God made for all of us. The child now belonged to him, you see, who would never abandon him to the world, the flesh, or the devil. Indeed, like the hound of heaven, Christ would pursue this child to the very ends of the earth, lest he be lost forever to a life of sin. What is baptism, then, but an event in time so powerful that it literally inserts the child into the eternity of God, whereby the stain of original sin is wiped clean away and the life of holiness begun. We belong now to God, who looks upon us with such intensity of attention as to see in us the very image of his Son, whose silhouette we have become. So necessary is this sacrament, this signing of the child with the cross of Christ 
and the unblinking gaze of love it brings, that without it we remain children of darkness, languishing amid the shadows where the evil one dwells. Why would anyone wish to leave a child in so perilous a state, robbed of the very life and salvation which Christ instituted the sacraments to provide? Is it not to force the child out into a circumstance none of us were created to have to endure? I love how Pope Benedict describes baptism, the final mutation, he calls it, in the evolution of the human species. Nothing less, in other words, than a sheer leap right off the page, wafted by grace into realms more radiant than we can imagine. Baptism is the launching pad, designed to carry us far beyond the stars, to a land serene and bright, resplendent with the glory of God. Thanks for listening. This is Regis Martin in search of the still point. You've been listening to Dr. Regis Martin in search of the still point. For more episodes in this series, visit discerninghearts.com or you can find it in our free Discerning Hearts app or on many other streaming platforms. Discerning Hearts is a 501c3 nonprofit Catholic apostolate dedicated to evangelization and spiritual formation through the use of new media. To learn how you can support our mission, visit discerninghearts.com.